Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, Fightful Faithful, and welcome to another episode of the post-show NXT deal on Tuesdays on Fightful. i got to find a new name for this thing. Uh, Patrick Mason, a uh, fan of the show on, on the Twitter, uh, calls it sweet and sour graps, which I must, I, I, I probably will have to uh, adopt at some point um, because it's, you know, it's mostly sweet. The main event was sour, but... Not because it was bad, because it's not bad. It's just, you know, I really don't want to watch Carrying Cross anymore, guys. I really don't. I just don't. <laughs> I just, I'm done. I I gave it a while. I'm done. I'm done with Carrying Cross thing now. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm not, not into it. It's just not, a th- it's just not for me. God bless you if it's for you. Wonderful. Mazel tov. Happy for you. Not for me, no. Um, so uh, the match was good, not as good as their first match, but I guess the the novelty of it. I think I think I think the dread for me of what was apparently going to happen happening uh, made me not love this match as much as maybe other people. Also, my um, apparent. Uh, uh, un unremitting hatred for for all things Gary Cross. I don't know, man. It just it doesn't it doesn't speak to me at all, and it's so frustrating because of the um, the fact that he speaks to the people in charge of NXT. But we are here on Fightful to talk about NXT, and there's a lot of good things to talk about NXT. A lot of really good things. Um. Uh. Please send in a super chat. Um, I will read them on the air. That's how this works. Perhaps they will spin me off into a tangent we can't recover from. Who knows? Um, uh, Ricardo, El Capitan de uh, LIW, uh, says uh, this main event humped. Yes, it did. In a vacuum, it absolutely humped. There was so much humpage in a vacuum. N- knowing the the likely fate 
of Finn Balor uh, throughout the match uh, took me out of it for most of it because um, uh, he's he's likely headed back to the main roster now uh, where Vince could make him smiley guy in a leather jacket again. And that would be such a horrible waste of such great talent. Well, I mean, like, welcome to the club, Finn, again. But, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, <clears throat> the match did hump. Uh, we'll talk about some other things uh, and how it's how it's working over at NXT. Um, for example, um, uh, I, I appreciate... NXT, uh, like doing a rundown. This is what's happening tonight, you know. So hopefully people will like stick around and watch the show because they haven't had very good um, ratings. Um, I appreciate them all standing there and going like, "This is what's happening uh, tonight." That's good, and and setting up things for the future is 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 good. Um, how do I say this? Um, I have come, it's come to my attention that there are a lot of people out there who do not feel that NXT is back, baby. Um, and, and they're welcome to their opinion. Um, and I think a lot of what I've heard, uh, for example, uh, from, from our friends uh, over at the distraction, Jeremy and Joseph is, uh, that it's just matches. It's really good matches and not enough story building. Um, and, uh, it's true. There's there's there was a fantastic match uh, on um, Raw last night. I couldn't care less about because I don't care about the story. I mean, if it if it leads to something, sure. But it's out of the blue. It doesn't really matter to me. I don't care. Um, for some reason, I feel connected to all the personalities in NXT, and so their uh, their great matches I feel like are leading to something. And maybe what they're leading to is that there has always felt like in NXT, there is a, um, an overarching arc for every character, you know, um, that everybody uh, has a chance to like build themselves up, uh, go through the mid card or perhaps get a rocket push or whatever. They get to the certain level that they're at. They, they, they hold a title. They, they lose that title. They either go to the main roster or drop back down. That seems to be like that arching thing for everybody. And if the people that I root for, I get to like root for them along that path. Um, and yeah, the matches are great. And if they're, if your thing is like, I want storytelling and promos, nah, NXT is not for you. I get that. I totally get it. Um, I find that I get that kind of stuff elsewhere in my wrestling stuff. And so I, I, I don't mind so much uh, that I don't get it uh, nearly as much um, in, in NXT because NXT is where I know I can tune in for two hours and see a couple of matches that, uh, that hump. J.K. Schwal uh, asks, uh, who is public enemy number one? Karrion Cross, Trevor Ariza, or Goran Dragic? Uh, Bucks are back and NXT is back. Uh, let's not... Um, Count our chickens, JK, before they're hatched. Uh, anything the last two years have, have taught me is that I cannot trust this Bucks team in the playoffs. It's a different Bucks team now, but uh, yes. The bubble getting me number one is carrying cross. Like Trevor Reza, get out of here with that stuff, man. You're the ninth most important player on that team. Just, and Grodzik, I mean, he plays well against us. 
He's like, he's not even getting minutes on his own team. It's not, I, I'm not, it's Cross. Cross is the public enemy number one. Let's talk about good stuff, okay? Um, first match I did not know was going to happen, and I'm happy it was. It's good. Um, is Ember and Shotzi versus Dakota and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Now, this is part of the NXT thing that they need to work on. You have um, the NXT uh, women's tag titles. Was this three weeks ago now? That they were defended in the main event in a street fight, and Candice and Indy won them. And since then, we've seen Candice one time in like a offset shoot uh, for like at the spa thing. We haven't seen them back again. They haven't had a match. They haven't had a di- because there aren't enough people for them to fight. They don't have anybody else. They can't just move on to another team. Um, be- because. Dakota and and um, and Raquel want them back, so they got to go through the former champs who just won an automatic rematch, which is Ember, Ember and Shotzi. They have three teams right now. Three. That's it. That's all they have. I'm not counting Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. That's not a thing that, that doesn't exist. And we haven't seen Casey and Caden on TV in weeks. So I don't know. Is that three teams and that's all we have? Um, that's a problem when you've 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 created a a couple of title belts for a division where you only have three competing acts that doesn't seem like it's uh there's a lot of foresight there but we've talked about this um doesn't match doesn't mean the matches can't be great it just means you can only see what is that uh you can either see ember and shotzi versus candace and indy or ember and shotzi versus raquel uh and and dakota or uh raquel and dakota versus candace and um and Indy. There, what is that? Like, is that six possible combinations? I lost count. That's not a lot of possible combinations. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a problem. This match wasn't a problem, though, because it was great. Um, and the big deal I came out of it with is, um, well, all four of these women are very, very talented, and I like all of them very much. But the big deal I came away with this is that this match, I thought was being uh, done as whoever wins this match are the are the next to challenge Indy and and Candace. But apparently the way it was positioned was whoever wins this match is the one to challenge um uh, Raquel <laughs> which is interesting. Um the the match uh was again great, a lot of really good stuff in it, but the big deal was that um Ember reversed um, Raquel's giant one-arm powerbomb thing. She reversed it into a modified eclipse. Um, uh, it was badass. It looked great. Uh, Raquel sold the hell out of it. And then uh, Ember and Shotzi got a double uh, team move on Dakota for the victory. And I'm like, okay, great. Good. Like... I was kind of excited for the potential of Raquel and Dakota versus Indy and, and Candace simply because we've never seen that match yet. And I, and I do feel like I've seen all the things I need to see from, from Ember and, and Shotzi versus Candace and Indy, but whoops. Nope. That's not what we're doing here. What we're doing here is I think giving Rakota Rakota. That's a, Hey, there 
Why not? Rakota, that's the name of their tag team now, is giving Raquel her next challenger. Her next challenger, uh, probably going to be Ember because she uh, knocks down Ember after uh, and then takes out Shotzi and has Dakota make Ember watch as she destroys Shotzi on the outside. Uh, just throwing her, powerbombing her into the ring post and the and the plexiglass, which, ouch, I suppose. And then she, like, gorilla press and then drops her uh, chin first on the barricade, which definitely ouch, um, and says, you're next to Ember. So this is fine. This is good. Uh, Ember versus Raquel, sign me up for that. That's going to be really great. Uh, I, I really can't wait for that. Can we do that at TakeOver in a couple of weeks? Should, you guys should probably start uh, booking matches for that because it's like a couple of weeks away. Uh, and it's starting to feel like this TakeOver really is an in-your-house TakeOver uh, in that it's the way lesser of all the pay-per-views from back in the 90s. Like nobody really cared about the in-your-house pay-per-views. I mean, they were fun and everything, but they weren't the real pay-per-views. So this feels like a TakeOver. They're like, we're going to throw together some matches for it. More on that later. Um, but I still would love to see that match. The problem with that is now you have a, a, a one half of one potential tag team contender versus one half of another potential tag team contender. And so on that takeover, Indy and Candace don't get to defend their titles. There's no feud for them going into it. Um, we see later in the, in the night, and I'll talk about it now, that uh, Indy is looking for Dexter. Now, she ran away from the spa last week to go and, and like, hey, uh, I got to go find Dexter. He still loves me. He still loves me. But, of course, we saw that he was rejected by her while he was massaging her because she had cucumbers over her eyes. It's a long story. If you didn't see it, it's a long story. But uh, so she's running around now. I don't know if it took her like a week to run from the spa to the to the performance center tonight. Uh, but she seems to be in frantic looking for um, looking for Dexter. She finally gets uh, directions from a helpful Drake Maverick who points her in. I thought I saw him a couple hours ago in that room right over there. Uh, and she walks in and that room right over there is apparently like a broom closet that's not no brooms in it. But what it does have is a lot of um, clip art of broken hearts and um, s- screws and knives, uh, knives and nails through hearts. And it's all... Somebody, somebody used all the ink in their printer. That's expensive stuff. Uh, and they printed out all this stuff and put it up all over the wall. And there were a couple of actual drawings by Dexter Loomis, who, as we all know, is a caricature artist, uh, of himself. Just so he, just so Indy gets the message. Uh, Dexter must like standing over um, Indy with the cucumber eyes, uh, and her. She's saying "loser" in a little word bubble coming out of her mouth and and he's got a knife through his heart and he's crying um like oh no dexter and she runs away and um so i i guess they've decided we're gonna put the women's tag titles on the back burner because we don't have any um contenders for them I mean, you could easily um, do the thing I was saying is figure out a way. It would take a while to, to create this tag team, but you could do a a Tony and um, and uh, Zoe. Remember, Tony Stark uh, would be the name of this tag team. Uh, Tony and Zoe could, you know, like create a 
grudging respect for each other and become a tag team, and they could become tag champions. Or you could have, uh, hey, we've already seen that uh, uh, that Tony and Saray, not Tony, Zoe and Saray have a, a rapport. They could be a tag team. You could put them together. You're WWE. You have no problem slapdashing two people together, making them a tag team. You have no problem doing that. So you could do that too. Um, Saray and Zoe appear to have nothing going on. So you could just slap them together, make them a tag team, and give them a title match. Because why wouldn't you? You're a WWE product. Unearned title matches is kind of what you guys do. So, um, yeah, why not? Why not have uh, uh, Zoe and Saray versus um, Ember and Shotzi? Not Ember and Shotzi. Good Lord. My brain is just off the charts bad today. Candice and Indy. And, of course, if this was happening on Raw, I'd be furious. You can't just slapdash two people together and make them into a tag team and give them a title shot out of the blue. That doesn't make any sense. But in NXT, where the point is apparently just that the matches are great, I mean, give me Saray and Zoe versus Indy and Candice all day. Because we've abandoned all hope of actual, you know, uh, you know, that other thing being a, a major part of it. The big thing is we got to make sure the matches are great so everyone tunes into that. If you don't love matches, if that's not your number one thing about wrestling, then NXT might be not for you because they've decided we're not doing the promo work and all that kind of stuff that they do in AEW and to a much lesser extent on Raw and SmackDown. Um, I, I Maybe that's why Cross doesn't make sense to me. Because I don't, I don't get who he is. I never have, and they haven't really done a great job of 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 having him explain himself, get himself over on the mic in any way. Maybe, maybe because he can't. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, the end of all this is we get Ember and Raquel probably at Takeover. I think is where they're going, and that match is going to be all kinds of great. Is Ember going to win? No. Probably not, um, but there appears to be uh, reports um, from our own uh, Sean Ross Sapp. He of the he, he of the scoops. Um, subscribe to FIFA Select to get all the scoops from um, from Sean Ross Sapp. Um, yeah, I, 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 I do think that there's a lot of really great stuff. Um, that that is coming out about people moving around. NXT UK might get actual straight up call ups to the main roster. Now, is that good for those people? No, it's not good for those people. They have to work under Vince, and Vince is, doesn't know what to do with anybody. Um, but it, it, it's gonna it's going to create openings for people, and a lot of it is what I've heard is that some of the stuff that people who might be being called up are going to be people you might not expect you know what i mean um uh, uh, so if somebody you might not expect gets called up maybe they want to do shotzi and ember on the main roster and get another tag team on the main roster but that means there's zero tag teams on nxt you know so we never know who's going to get called up at this point like the like it wasn't really a call up because he wasn't on tv but uh old boogenhagen is on is on uh smackdown now rick boogs uh, I mean, all he's doing is playing the guitar for Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance as of now, but it's still a call up. 
so who knows who's coming up and doing what? Um, yeah. Uh, I, listen, it all depends on who Vince takes a liking to, uh, becomes infatuated with, and decides to push for two months before he gets tired of them. Um, <clears throat> Tommy and Timmy have a wonderful uh, little deal in the back. They they do their thing where they're they're they they got it. They put the cart before the horse. They say they were so called out MSK too early. Apparently, we still got to go through uh, GYV again. Um, they do the thing now, which is tradition apparently, where uh, Champa jumps up and throws the chair behind him as he does so and storms off, and then uh, uh, Timmy. Uh, just smiles his toothless grin, um, which is which is very intimidating. Um, and then he does something I hadn't seen before, which is he also gets up and throws his chair against the garage door thing they have there, makes a big clatter. Um, and uh, and I rose to see what was the matter, and he uh, he says, "I'm looking forward to breaking all of your limbs." And uh, and then Champa comes back and puts his arm around Timmy, which we're in favor of. We're all about friendship here on the post NXT Fightful podcast. But it did feel kind of unnecessarily weirdly uh, cringy aggressive. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know how to even respond to this. I know you hate him, but I absolutely uh, effing love Carrion Cross. Hell, my son's first name is Carrion. I've been following Cross for several years now. Hey, man. What, whatever, whatever, whatever you. That's awesome for you. Your son's first name is is Carrion. I'm sure he's a great kid. Awesome, good, good for you. I mean, I won't even like. I good. Um, Good. Yes. Love who you love. Love who you love. Be a fan of who you want to be a fan of. I haven't seen anybody explain it to me um, in a way that makes sense of of why he is is good. (laughs) Because I haven't seen it. Uh, Perhaps I have to to find time out of my very busy schedule and 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 go and 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 see uh, what the hell was up with him uh, in other places before he got here because I'm not necessarily very familiar with with much of his work pre NXT but I I haven't seen it at all in NXT. Um, uh, got two uh, super chats back to back about the same thing. Uh, Eddie Mox versus uh, Thatcher and Champa. Please and thank you, says Evan Wright. And uh, Matthew Makovsky says, uh, can you imagine Champa Thatcher uh, versus Mox and Kingston? Well, apparently Evan Wright can. Matthew Makovsky, uh, you and Evan Wright should be best friends. Uh, I, I, we've, I th- we've created a match here. Uh, we're, we're pro-friendship, both in the ring and in the chat. So now you guys are best buds. I don't make the rules. You guys are best friends now. That's, that's it. Live with it. Um, I, also, I would like to see that as well. Chances we will ever see that. Not great. <laughs> Not great. But it would be it would be great. It would be a lot of fun. Um yeah. 
Um, Pete Pete Dunn versus Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish. The Bobby Fish always have a logo. He was NX. Uh, sorry, uh, Undisputed Era formed so early in um, in Fish's career in NXT. Like he, I think he had one match on NXT TV, and then he joined up with Cole and O'Reilly. Um, did he always have a logo that was a fish, a fish bone, bone bones, bones of fish? Because I don't, I don't remember seeing that. It's an interesting. It's a hey, Bobby Fish, fish. <laughs> I I did, uh, uh <laughs> I did love uh Vic Joseph's call going to commercial. Fish done next. As though he was questioning whether or not that was going to happen, um, and and if Bobby Fish has a like a little promo for 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 Bobby Fish, like no Pete Dunn, this here's a here's a video clip of me being injured. Pete Dunn injured my arm. Now I don't know if that was actually the spot where he actually did get injured in the match, but it's cool they isolated a moment from that War Games match and said this is where this injury happened. Pete Dunn is responsible for it. I thought that was good. I thought that's a really good little way of telling that story. Bobby Fish, it appears now, is the guy that I thought he was going to be before Undisputed Era got a, got a hold of him. I thought he was going to be the guy who had um, whose whole deal was, I'm going to make your guy look really legit in the ring because I'm going to sell the crap out for him. I'm going to, I'm going to make him lay it in stiff. Let make it look good. I'm not going to let him cut any corners. The guys I work with are going to get better because they are in the ring doing TV matches with Bobby fish. I feel like that's where he is now. Case in point. He just got back from a long injury layoff. He's now nominally a babyface, um, and he has his first match with Bob with Peter with Pete Dunn. He's got all the vengeance on his mind possible. This is a, this is a match he probably should win, but he loses. The match is really really good. I really love this match. I thought it was excellent. Um, Dunn and, and Fish both getting in some really solid licks. Um. And there's a transition into uh, into the the uh, bitter end, right? Uh, that pump handle face buster, pump handle flatliner. That's what it is. Um, and Pete Dunn wins. It's a good match, man. They really tore the crap out of each other. Um, and so Pete Dunn wins. Bobby Fish loses his return match, which is not normally a thing that they do. Um, but I think his destiny now is to make other guys look great when he loses to them. And Pete Dunn is being sent off into the stratosphere right now. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, and Bobby Fish is not, which is fine. Um, but after the match, Oni Lorkin, who's out there with Pete Dunn, uh, just attacks Pete Dunn, uh, just attacks Bobby Fish, and they start beating the hell out of him and attacking his injured arm. Um, uh, like they, it's a weird way. Like they have a laying on the apron and his arm, his arm extended out, hyper extended, 
and Oni standing on his his hand while also standing on his shoulder. So it forces the elbow to go uh, double jointed, and it looks uh, horrible. It's very vicious. It's good some some good stuff. Um, and so Dunn and Oni look like uh, assholes, um, and then puts them over as as super heels. Good. Bobby Fish uh, maybe takes a couple of weeks off, comes back, and gets into a ma- into a uh, a little feud with somebody who needs victories. I don't know, like somebody like I don't know that this is what they're gonna do. But if you have any hope of positioning a guy like Jake Atlas, for example, in the future, uh, you know, a series of TV matches: Jake Atlas versus Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish winning the first one, and Atlas winning the next two over the course of like a month and Atlas winning the, the last one with his amazing rainbow DDT that might really help Jake Atlas put lose beating a guy like Bobby fish. Bobby fish can easily turn heel because he's been a heel most of the time. Anyway, he was only a baby face because he he's coming back for vengeance. Now that the vengeance has been lost, he can turn heel pretty easily. I think you could do that. Um, I'm just saying as an example of what you might be able to do with a guy like Bobby fish, just saying. Um, <laughs> Wallace Kowalas says that uh, Eddie K- Eddie Kingston, of course, was was called uh, that he looks like a pack of Newports in Max Caster's rap last week. And if Kingston equals Newports, then Thatcher equals Paul Malls, and that is a great joke for people who know cigarettes. I like it. Funny, funny, funny. Um, Justin Lopez uh, says, um, "Let's be honest." I like Fish, but he's going to be 45. This will be his his role going forward. Might as well call him Coach Fish. He'll never go to the main. No, he's not going to go to the main. No. And he, nor, nor should he. There's, there's a perfectly great option for him here. He can do some really great stuff. And the coach thing is wonderful. Calling him Coach Fish, that's, that's a great thing. He can really help out some people in the ring, in the PC, some people who are uh, signed to the PC who don't really know what the hell they're doing because they're, you know, athletes from other sports or whatever, don't have a lot of uh, uh, training in, in amateur wrestling, Bobby Fish can get them trained up. So that would be good. Um, so, uh, Mercedes Martinez, right? The last time we saw Maurice Mercedes Martinez, correct me if I'm wrong, um, is she lost to Raquel. She was positioned as the as the tweener leaning baby face in that feud because Raquel's at least for that week was a heel. They were they were they were they're going back and forth a lot with who's a heel and who's a face in the women's division. Um uh so she she had a really good match versus Raquel, she lost. Uh, later in that same night, there was a, there was a little moment they videotaped where, uh, Raquel, uh, walks up to her in the trainer's room, says respect and walks away. Um, and Dakota Kai was in a huff about it. Right. So the last we saw was she was tweener leading baby face, pushed the heel champ, uh, to a goodly good match, then got a respect nod from the heel champ. Um, I don't I don't know how that turns her heel. Especially because then tonight 
she's walking down the hallway and she's saying, all right, you got me. And I took you to the limit. I learned something. I know how to beat you now. And so now it starts. She's not saying, I want an immediate rematch, Raquel, which is the heel thing to do. She's saying, I'm going to start a road back to the title match that I deserve. I know I need to beat some people to get there. That's a baby face as it gets. I, I, I need to beat people to get back to the title match that I, I know I deserve. Right? That's babyface stuff. Right? And then as she's walked out of the camera, then we see Boa, who peeks his head around looking like a dude from the Matrix. Uh, we're like, oh, hell, hey, Tian Shaw's back. Remember them? That was like, it's been like a month. Um, so, uh, really quickly, uh, because we're going to talk about Mercedes, Mercedes again. I don't want to forget this. There's a hit row um, segment from the studio. And they all, you know, they have little little promos they cut. Um, they, they're they keeping their eye on all the champions. They know there's a lot of gold out there. They want it all. I like that. They're talking about how they're going to take the tag titles off of MSK. Um, uh, Ashanti, the Adonis, uh, is going to take the, the Cruiserweight title off of um, off of Kushida. And uh, Swerve wants both the North American title and the NXT title. He didn't care. Um, they, they, they're great. They have so much charisma. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with them. Um, this is it though. They're, 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 they were too white hot after last week. You doing a studio promo with them this week seems like you're not capitalizing on that. Next week, they have to be in action in some way. You got to get them in front of the crowd, whatever crowd there actually is at CWC. You got them in front of the, going to come in front of the crowd and, and keep that momentum building. Otherwise, you're just wasting it. NXT is back, baby, but you've just not perfect. We, you can be better. You can do this this part better. Um, so remember what I was saying about Mercedes Martinez doing babyface stuff, right? She comes down to the ring. It is just wall to wall booze, like really loud booze from the entire crowd. Um. I don't know why we're booing Mercedes Martinez going into this match. I do not know why we're booing Mercedes Martinez. That doesn't make any sense to me. You've you've done all the work to make her into a tweener, leaning baby face. Why would you have her be booed by everybody? I, I, that's 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 I'm I'm assuming you're in control of that because you you get to sweeten all the sound and everything. It's basically the Thunderdome light. Why are you doing that? That's a weird thing to do to me. Um, you could do smatterings of both. She could be a tweener. People will like her. People will not like her. That's fine. That's good. This just seemed like odd. It just seemed odd. Um, and I... She's facing Zeta Ramir, who we know from their amazing shooting star press a few weeks ago versus Tony Storm, and a really good match against Saray. Um, she's super at selling. And her job here is to make Mercedes Martinez look super vicious, super strong, and super important. And she does. Zeta Ramir has a huge, bright future. I think a lot of people got, myself included, got a little bit 
too enamored of the of the fact that she's uh she got that win over Tony Storm. It was not about Zayda Ramirez. It was about Tony Storm and Zoe Stark's thing starting over again. Um, and that's fine because it made it made Zayda Ramirez look important. And now every time she's in the ring, she doesn't look like a jobber anymore because she's got that victory with Tony Storm, which is important. That's good. That's good storytelling. That's good. Um, and she lost. That's fine. It raid crash. The big deal was that after the match, uh, Mercedes Martinez uh, is standing there. Her music's playing. There's a blue light. She is. She's got the blue light uh, for her entrance and her music. And then the light turns red, and there's fog everywhere. And then on the big Titantron behind her, which I really do enjoy this about the CWC, and I don't know what they're going to do when they have fans coming back, but I love opposite the hard cam that huge wall of TVs they use really. They use it really well um, in this uh, particular setting, but it, it's it's the Tian Shaw lady, whatever her name is, the the dragon lady. If I were your dragon lady, uh, she she vapes in your face. That's metal in your lungs. Um, she vapes on the thing, um, and uh, <clears throat> she uh, then they show what I'm assuming. Is the Chinese character in the Chinese language, written language, uh, for um, for Tian Sha or something? Maybe it's for Dragon Lady. Maybe it's the Chinese character for Metal in Your Lungs. I'm not sure. I don't read Mandarin or Cantonese or whichever one that is. I, I apologize. It is a character. It is two... It is, uh, I'm doing this on my hand for a reason. It is two uh, horizontal lines and one vertical line going through it. Um, and so th- all there's fog everywhere and the red lights and they show that, that character up on the screen and the lights go black again and they come back up and Mercedes Machinist is lo- there looking like, what the hell? That was weird. And then she looks down at her hand and scrawled in black uh, is the, that same Chinese character. And brother... I'm so here for Tian Sha marking her future opponents with a literal black mark of death. That's that's some old school, uh, you know, just spooky. It doesn't have to get too crazy. Let's not spookify it too much. That's kind of cool. The old Chinese mysticism, the, the, the black spot. Whoever gets the black spot is next in line to die. Whatever you want to do with that, that's kind of cool. And, and Mercedes Martinez... Um, getting murked by um by Zia Lee would really put over Zia Lee hard. WWE Mark says Mercedes acted today how Drew should on Raw. Um, yeah, listen, the thing is that is that Drew is coming out going, I want a rematch. Give me my rematch. I deserve a rematch. Um, and he that makes you seem like kind of a douche, dude. Um, he'd be like, all right, that's fine. I lost, but it's not going to be my last time losing. I'm going to come back and I'm going to, I'm going to win. My last time facing you is not going to be, you know, so um, he could easily say, I'm going to go through everybody, put them, line them up. Here's the thing. Hey, uh, Hey, uh, Bobby, here's the deal. Um, How about this next eight weeks? Give me eight different people. One per week. And if I, and if I lose one of those eight matches, then I don't get a title shot against you ever again. 
But if I beat those eight guys in a row and you can pick one guy a week, you get a pick who I beat eight times in a row, different guys every week. Then after that eighth time beating it, then I get a title shot against you. I mean, hey, that's fresh matchups every week on Raw, which would be crazy. It would blow your mind. Fresh matchups on Raw. That's not possible. But it would be really cool because you're like, who's who's Drew going to face this week? And again, that's chosen by Bobby Lashley. That could be a lot of fun. But I'm saying that's a cool way to get Drew over as a babyface who wants to work his way back to the title rather than coming out and being like, I deserve a rematch. Um, so, uh, we, here, here we go. Um, the million dollar face off. We see, uh, DiBiase walking around backstage talking to random people. Um, so million dollar face off. Uh, so Grimes in the ring with, with, with Ted DiBiase. Why Ted, why are you doing this to me? Um, I, 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 I wasn't always this rich, I understand, but about but it showed up and you're embarrassing me all the why. I look up to Ted, why Ted, why, why see, I realized that when you got money, you could be an asshole to everybody and, and they'll still like you because you got the money. Um uh I was like, it must be true, you should never meet your idols. Uh and and Ted says, uh, well, look, I like you, uh, kid. I do, I like you a lot. I put you. I put you through a lot of. Put you through a lot, but it's because when I look at you, I see myself. <laughs> um, and I want to find the the one individual who embodies everything the million dollar man stands for, the million dollar legacy. Um, I, I I think you might have what it takes, but you've lost your focus since you got rich. Um. And LA Knight comes out. Now, what did I talk about last, last week? I'm pretty sure I pitched this exact same thing. That um, that Grimes uh, doesn't face the Million Dollar Man, obviously. But the Million Dollar Man has a guy who faces Grimes. And during that, you can turn Grimes' face. Because WWE doesn't know how, and across all brands, doesn't know how... To have a heel that people enjoy watching um, without them going like, well, let's, hey, you know what? They enjoy watching the guy. They're not going to boo him. So we have to turn him face so they can cheer him. And then once you cheer him face, then he becomes a dipshit and a dimwit and idiot. And um, and and we, we don't like him anymore. Because they don't know how to book baby faces across all three brands. It's hard. Um, you have like an origin story of I've worked my entire life to get here. I got the championship. Now I'm going to look like an idiot losing to distraction finishes. It's less so in NXT, but it's not like it doesn't happen. Okay. So, um, they're going to turn, they're turning Grimes baby face. Um, and it feels like it's sort of organic. Um, but the thing about Grimes that was so great as the rich guy uh, heel was that he was, he was rich uh, in a way that he shouldn't be, which is, that's why it's funny. Like the, the redneck who somehow finds, finds out about GameStop stonks and gets rich off of GameStop stonks. 
um, and sold him at the right moment so he didn't lose any of that money that he made. But he didn't do it because he went on Reddit and was part of some thread of like, this is where this is where we buy, this is where we sell. He he did it because he went into a GameStop because he likes video games and was like, I would like to buy stock in this business. I just so happened to do it as the stock was going through the roof. That's funny. That's good. And then he becomes an asshole to everybody because he's got money. But every time he does, he looks like a fool because he doesn't quite know how to do it right. So he's a, he's the clown we like laughing at. We enjoy laughing at it. It's it's fun because this guy's fun. You know, like he, he's very, very good at it. He's really fun to watch. And so we're like, this guy's a heel. What a what a what a jerk this guy is. But he always gets his comeuppance in just the right way. And we we get we get to watch him and laugh at him. Um and WWE goes, oh cool. So we'll turn him babyface then. And we're like, well, yeah, but like, don't, don't ruin this, though. Like a a baby face, um, a baby face in WWE is never positioned as somebody you can you can laugh at, um, uh, or even laugh with. Really, it's they always that they're always. It just doesn't. It doesn't. They don't. They never do it right. So, so I see a lot of like, like for example, um, I see people who are saying that that he got over organically. He did, but in like a different way. This is, um, you have to be able to completely harness. Like for example, Rusev Day. Rusev Day got over while he was a heel, and it made him a babyface. And then the and then and then Vince is like, I don't like this. You didn't you didn't you didn't do it the way I wanted it to. So we're just gonna bury it, right? Now they could have made Rusev Day into a into a babyface thing that really worked. Why? Because we weren't laughing at Rusev. We were like, we really love Rusev. Look how great he is. We want to cheer for this guy. I don't think everybody really wants to cheer for. Cameron Grimes, we respect all the great work he's doing as a bumbling jerk heel. We like laughing at him, I think is what's been going on. And now they're going to say, oh, great. Um, Now you should feel bad for him. Well, but you've just, you've you've been telling us for weeks now, we shouldn't feel bad for him. We should be laughing at him. Um, it's also really hard to get the rich guy gimmick over as a baby face in 2021, in America at least. Um, so he's going to have to lose all of his money for for us to cheer for him, I think. Feel bad for him. I'm not really sure how this is going to work out. Um, yeah, it's... Y- y- yeah. <sighs> I I I I just I feel like we can be we can be all for this now, but wait a few weeks. Wait if you if you are totally in on oh Cameron Grimes is going to be a babyface because L- L.A. Knight comes out and says I should be the one that you want to work with Ted. Um, this is me. Let me talk to you. I'm I'm L.A. Knight. Uh, look at my le- my bright yellow leather jacket, um, and. Um, and Cameron Grimes says, get out of my ring. This supposed to be a million dollar face off just me and Ted. And so, uh, he stupidly threatens the heel 
and then turns his back on him for no reason. And then LA Knight hits him with his finisher because of course he does. That that's the beginning of Cameron Grimes being a stupid baby face, is that he turns his back on him, and that's not, you know, that's not good. Um and LA Knight has to do something. LA Knight has to do something. And I think that what they, what he's done now is he's he's put himself out there. He's like, I'm not a millionaire yet, but with your help, I will be. Um and uh <clears throat> And it looks like DiBiase is after he hit the the his finisher on on Grimes. Um, Ted DiBiase stands over Grimes and says, "Kid, you just don't get it." And then he laughs, and then he leaves with LA Knight. So I think we're supposed to say that this thing has already kind of happened. You know what I mean? With this 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 team up is already it's already done. It already happened. So LA Knight is now. I think at least if he's not yet, he will be very soon with Ted DiBiase and taking on uh, Cameron Grimes. I see a lot of let's, let's have Cameron Grimes versus LA Knight at takeover for the million dollar belt. And I'm like, okay. Um, maybe we'll, we'll see how they, how they set, set this up. I think that, um, that Grimes is just so great. And I loved watching him because what he was doing worked. And they're not going to let him keep doing the same things that he's been doing now that he's supposed to be a babyface. They're going to have him change. And when they have him change, I don't think this new stuff that they're going to have him do is going to work nearly as well. And then it's going to fall, 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 fall apart. I, I don't I hope I'm not I hope I'm not right but I think that they've they've kind of they've kind of sealed Cameron Grimes's fate already with this it, it really depends on how they on how they book this whole thing but I have more faith in them because it's NXT but I have less faith in them because it's WWE as a whole. Um. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yes. People in the chat saying it wasn't going to last forever, and no, it wasn't. But it had a few. It had a few. It had another month, two of legs. As I say, this this uh, in your house thing. That's not a make mega mega pay per view deal. That's not a that's not a big time takeover. Maybe it could have lasted until the SummerSlam one. Maybe. And then you could then you could have done the, the big blow off there, but um, I think there was a story to tell with Cameron Grimes slowly losing all of his money and eventually becoming like a squalid little hobo. That's a story you can tell, and maybe like organically as he loses more of his money, trying to prove himself to Ted DiBiase by buying more expensive things and putting bets down on stuff that he ends up losing. And eventually we feel sorry for him because the bets are always rigged against him or whatever. It's, I don't, yeah, we'll see. Um, Frankie Monet has her debut. I say debut. I don't know why I said it like I was, 
Scottish trying to do a French accent debut um, versus uh, Cora Jade. Um, Frankie Monet doesn't bring the dog out to the ring, so right away she's a heel. She leaves the the, the dog with like the makeup lady's assistant. Um, and she she looks like a million bucks. She's got this really. They say it's a thirty five thousand euro robe, uh, fresh from the the what the the runways of Paris. All right, it's it looks good. It's fun. Um, she's wearing she's wearing the same high Valkyrie stuff with with that right down to the furry boot covers. Uh, that's good. She's doing all the Taya Valkyrie moves. That's good. Uh, Cora Jade gets a, a couple little quick things of offense, but that doesn't, that doesn't matter because uh, Frankie Monet cuts her in half with a spear. And then um, she does a, a sit-out glam slam for the victory. And Beth Phoenix says, well, that looks familiar. So I don't, don't quote me on this. It sure does uh, look like they, they they could do this. I don't know what they're doing with Frankie Monet right now. I think she's got a bright future. I don't, think, I don't know what they're doing right now. So maybe we, we get something. I'm not saying they'll have a match, but maybe we get something that, that starts up between Beth and Frankie that they don't like each other because Frankie stole Beth's move. I don't know. I'm not saying they're going to have a match. That Beth would even want to have a match, um, but that would be something they could do. They, they would immediately become a major deal for Frankie Monet to do stuff. Uh, she talks about how she's the Wera Loca, and and uh, that you can't mess with her. Um, they're they're not leaning into a, a lot of the. I spent years and years wrestling in um, uh, <laughs> um in Mexico thing, which is, which was part of her character, the white, the white girl who, who, who wrestled in, in Mexico a lot. Um, uh, I, I, I think that it's, it's a kind of a cool part of her that they're not really leaning into yet, but they might eventually more, it seems to be more like she's glamorous in a weird heelish kind of way, but big things on in, in the, in, in, in the future for, um, for Frankie Monet. Um, Bid Moon says, uh, "Frankie Drip Drip, great show." Overall, I thought it was a, it was a good show. It was building to some stuff, building to some stuff. Um, <clears throat> the Nerd Guru says, "I've written in my head canon that John Morrison was live tweeting this as a cry for help to send him up to NXT." Much like I said last week, yeah, yeah. John Morrison was live tweeting this, but it's his wife. He should he should be showing support for his wife. I don't know that it's um, a cry for help necessarily, but maybe it should be. Because with no Miz, because he's injured, I don't know what they have planned for John Morrison. But the answer is probably nothing. So why not? Why not put him on NXT for a little while? Why the hell not? Um, so uh, Grizzly Young Veterans have a have a backstage little promo and like we Tommy and Timmy we don't care about you we're done with you we want we want MSK um they're gonna they 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 talk about other tag teams they're gonna go on and beat and they're soon soon to be recognized as NXT tag team champions uh I like GYV um 
I, I it this does feel like it's going to be a big time several team match at uh, Takeover. Does it not to anybody else? Like Tommy and Timmy, GUIV, maybe Imperium versus MSK. I think Legado de Fantasma loses next week to MSK, and then there are three teams that will stake their claim to be that and maybe have a four corners um, match at the takeover. I'm just trying to figure out where you're going to go from here. you got two weeks left, and you really haven't set up anything concretely yet. Yes, sorry, Evan Wright. Canadian. uh, Whoops. The wrong one. Evan Wright says, yes, Canadian white girl. Uh, not American. Thank you. Agreed. Um, bah, 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 bah. Uh, Bronson. Uh, oh, oh, hey, hey. Yeah. Um, we see uh, we see Bronson Reed and Kushida backstage together. Um, it's nice that they're friends. Uh, we're all we're pro friendship here. Um, but speaking of friendship, um, since last week, was it last week? My God. Um, Alexander Wolf got jumped out of Imperium by Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner. Turns out he also got jumped out of all of NXT uh, and WWE because he was released like the next day or two days later, whenever it was. Um, so I I appreciate that they did an actual write off of his character. That's that's good for storylines. I, I hate when people will disappear. And I'm like, oh, what the hell happened to that guy? This is good. This is they they wrote it off. It's not good that he lost his job. That sucks. Um, but hopefully he'll be able to do some better stuff elsewhere. Um, there he had like one of the all time amazing performances um, in a in a, a tag team. Like a was it was it the War Games match? I think it was the War Games match where it was like, holy hell, Alexander Wolf, what the hell have you been my whole life? Um, so he's he's talented. They didn't let, let him show it recently. Um, man, it's 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 crazy to me how poorly they mismanaged sanity, considering how huge they were in NXT and got called up to the main roster and they did nothing with them. God, that was just so bad. Um, anyway, we see Walter giving a giving a speech to uh Marcel and Fabian. Um so we got rid of Alexander Wolf. He was the weak link. He's he's gone. He didn't deserve to be part of our thing. Uh, bye bye. And um, now what we see is uh, that you guys need to, to write the ship and start behaving like like you really believe the mat is sacred. First thing you got to do is get revenge on Brizongo for taking the tag title away from you months ago. So I think the next thing we're going to have see happen is Imperium going to beat the hell out of the uh, Brizongo. And then that's how they get added to that triple three. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> they are showmen. That's that's I love that that Walter says calls them showmen and not and not pro wrestlers. That's good. Uh, that's a that's a good insult. Um, so uh, Bronson Reed has his little um, congratulations party in the ring. Uh, 14 year old 14 year journey um a lot of people told him told me no blah blah blah. it's 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 his like you know 
I deserve this. Thank you for telling me I deserve it. Yes, I do deserve it. I worked hard to get here. Now I'm here. Nobody's going to take this away from me. And the person who comes out to take it away from him is like, oh, why did I not think this was the next step? Because it's Santos Escobar. And you can give me all of the Santos Escobar versus Bronson Reed that you would like to give me. I will come back for second helpings, thirds, fourths. I will gorge myself on Bronson Reed versus Santos Escobar. Thank you very much. I love Santos being like, the cruiserweight title is just a thing because I happen to be under 205. I, I doesn't doesn't matter. Maybe I'll put on a few pounds. Maybe I'll eat a really big Mexican buffet, few extra tacos next week, and I'll come back and I'll be over that limit. So I can't do cruiserweight stuff anymore. And now I'm coming after you, big boy. Uh, he we proved that he could hang with with Cross in that. Actually, it might have been Cross's best match. I think. I mean, there's Balor was really good, the first Balor, but that. That the best story, like like it was completely unexpected. How much I loved that cross versus Santos Escobar match. That was the that was the most cross has looked like a star to me was in that match, and it might be because he was in the ring with Santos Escobar. Because Santos Escobar is a real deal, man. He really is. So um Uh, say I. This is a really it's a wonderful story that you have, sir. But I can't relate because I was born a champion. I didn't have to work my way to get anything. I was I was there from the beginning. Uh, the business belongs to me. Uh, and so they're they're going to rush him and and take it. Um, and so then SMSK runs in, and they back him up. I kind of like the idea of all the baby faces in NXT, the champions being all friends. Just because, again, we're pro-friendship. But on the main roster, nobody has friends. Like, you see guys get jumped all the time. Like, earlier in the evening, Bobby Fish, poor Bobby Fish, got taken apart by Oni and Pete, and nobody came out to help him. Um, which might be your signal that he is going to turn heel soon. But um, but because in NXT, MSK is out there to help everybody. They helped Kushida a few weeks ago. Now they're helping Bronson Reed. They're helping everybody. Um, so the God of the Fantasma versus MSK is going to be, uh, next week. Um, that should be a lot of fun. Um, and Santos versus Bronson Reed at, to, uh, in your house could be really great. They haven't made any of these matches official, but it certainly seems like that's what they're going to do. Uh, that's good. Um, so here's the deal. Regal announces that the big match tonight will have will have a winner, and uh, then we're going to need somebody to be not top contender. So next week it'll be Pete Dunne versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Johnny Gargano in a triple threat. And the winner will face Cross at um, Takeover in Your House on June thirteenth. Again, two weeks, which is why I thought. Well, they're never going to do a, f- a actual finish in Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. They're not actually going to do that, right? Because why would they do that? Um, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. What I- I'm confused. They only have two weeks after it to build somebody for the for the 
for this title shot at TakeOver? Why not just put off the Finn versus uh, cross match where Finn presumably loses and has to get take pulled back up to the back down to the main roster? Uh, why not do that at the takeover? That doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense to do it now when you could do it then. Um and now you got Johnny Gargano who lost the North American title last week, who gets who gets put in the number one contendership triple threat two weeks later by a guy who he actively hates and who actively hates him. Like, I don't want um, Regal to be like the asshole GM who is unreasonably biased against people. But Johnny Gargano has been an asshole to him all the time. And Johnny Gargano lost his North American title last week him just being put in this triple threat match by Regal doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I, I, I think you could have done it where like Johnny Gargano had to win a match to get into the triple threat. And you could have done that match tonight if you're going to do the triple threat next week. Um, uh, but it seems weird to be doing that way. Dunn versus O'Reilly versus Gargano next week is going to hump. It's going to be great. And I, I don't think there's a wrong answer for who comes out of that. Um, but it, you only get one because that's going to main event the show next week. You only get one episode of NXT to build for your title match. Or is it two? I guess two NXT matches. Um, yeah. Uh, what did I say about people not doing title shots? You're right. It's it's true. Um, at least if Gargano um, were to win that match, he would earn is that match. Gargano versus Cross sounds like a snoozer to some people. Um, I think that that Gargano uh, could make it work. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's the route they're going to take. I think they're going to do Kyle O'Reilly. Um, so yeah, there's just so with all that stuff about who's getting called up, who's not, or pulled down, I'm, I think we're going to call it that. From, from now on, we're not calling them call, call-ups. You're getting pulled down, dragged down to the main roster uh, from NXT. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, honestly, it seems a weird choice to me to do all of your build for the for the takeover in a couple of weeks. Seems, um, yeah. Uh, I think Gargano can get a great match out of almost anybody. Um, and really works well with with guys um, who can like, his stuff with Bronson Reed was really really great. I don't see, I don't see it carrying cross guys. I just don't see it. I don't see it. So it's it's hard for me to like figure out how they're going to run that. This it's carrying cross just beat a guy vaguely. Gargano's size tonight isn't he going to do the same exact stuff to a? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm I'm. I'm this is this is this is the part of the episode that sour gaps because Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross was a very good match. Um, 
It wasn't, I don't think, nearly as good as their first. Um, but I feel like that one had bigger question marks to me about about because because honestly you you could you could have made me believe they don't want to take the title off of Finn Balor he's been doing great work as the champion like when he got hurt they didn't take the title off of him then they took the title off of um Karrion Cross when he got hurt so maybe they maybe they've decided to not to cool off on the whole Karrion Cross mega push make him earn it make him win a whole bunch of matches to to get back there if he loses to, to Finn Balor, that's just the first step in his climb up to the top. Maybe that was what they were going to do. Now, with Cross having gotten the title back from Balor and Balor challenging for it again, it just felt like a foregone conclusion. Um, and unfortunately, I was right. Um, it uh, they, they sold me a ticket at the end, I thought. Because I still believe that if that Vince doesn't know who anybody is in NXT, he doesn't. He has no clue, and uh, he, he doesn't know who anybody is in NXT. So, uh, so if Vince hasn't seen anything about Karrion Cross, he doesn't know either. But like, please, can somebody just like send Vince uh, an email with with files in it of clips of Karrion Cross just being fairly large and and bald and mean looking and wearing a gladiator costume. So so Vince gets enamored with this guy and 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 demands that Paul give him whoever the hell this guy is. Um, and I was hoping maybe maybe some maybe somebody showed Vince those clips. Three days ago, and he told Paul, "I need that guy." And and Paul was like, "I don't wanna, but okay, fine, Dad." But I don't know. This just seemed like a foregone conclusion to me. There was one really good no near fall at the end, but that was it, and I wasn't in on it after. Um, yeah. I, th- that that was a near fall. It was a near choke. That it was almost like they had um, Cross go to sleep to to Balor's version of the straitjacket. And I was so hopeful that Balor might win that I didn't recognize they're not going to do that to Cross. Have him pass out in his own move. They're not going to do that. So he makes he makes Balor pass out in it. Oh, one one deal I wanted to mention. They're doing this tail of the tape thing in NXT now for big time matches. Well, they'll show you, here's here's the person's uh, uh, vitals, how 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 tall and how heavy they are, um, and uh, their strengths in the ring, and then a little deal about them. You know how long they've been there, how many times they've won championships, whatever. So the first time person they show is Finn Balor. They say he's five eleven, and then they say that Karrion Cross is six foot four. Um, and then they have them stand nose to nose with each other. And I'll tell you this. And I'll tell you this. Speaking as a guy who is 5'11 and who has a brother that is six foot four, if Finn Balor is, as you say, 5'11, ain't no way in hell carrying cross is six foot four. Come on. Six two maybe. Six one and a half. Perhaps six four, if Finn Balor is five eleven, B- 
Because, like, when I stand next to my brother, I, I look like a shrimp. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it was, they, were, they were basically nose-to-nose with each other. Unless you put lifts in Finn's boots, but not in carrying crosses, which wouldn't make a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. Evan, Evan says that uh, Adam Cole is billed as, as six foot tall. He ain't six foot tall. Um, so maybe Finn is actually five eight. And if that's the case, then then carrying cross is like six foot even. Less than that. He's my height. Um so this is what we got going forward. We got more carrying cross. Carrying cross um uh has had like uh nine matches since August. I know he was hurt for part of that, but he's only had three title defenses. They they seem to be hiding him. Maybe they're trying to make him seem special, but it's not. He's not special. Like he's just not. Um, I, they haven't done anything to prove that he is. Um, the biggest the, the the he looked great against that Santos Escobar uh, versus the other two guys. Like that was the most he's looked great. He had that great match with Finn the first time. I don't remember another good match he's had. I don't remember another good match he's had. The Finn Balor one um, was great. Um, that match for Santos Escobar was so, so good. What a great match that was. Um, then uh, this match with, with, uh, with Finn Balor was, was good. It was very good. It was not great to me. And a lot of that is because it seemed kind of obvious where they were going with it. Um, so I, I, I'm going to need to see some more great matches from the guy before, especially because I don't feel like he's great on the mic. He's, I don't feel like he's super charismatic. He growls through his teeth a lot and he's got a sorceress for a wife. Like I, that's not enough for me. Sorry guys. Um, the nerd guru, uh, super chat. Uh, yeah, we're coming to the home stretch. You've got any more super chats guys, send them in. And then we'll talk about them before we go off the air. Uh, Nurguru says Finn being pulled down to the main roster and does anything short of feuding with Roman, then they failed. Also, where's Adam Cole, R.I.P. Uh, Larry Steve. R.I.P. Larry Steve. If you don't know about Larry Steve, you should look it up. And Larry Steve was a was a very good pig. He's very cute when he was younger. Um, as pigs do, they get less cute as they get older, but he was still cute. And he, he's gone way too soon. He was like, just, I think like Alexa, is it Alexa Bliss's pig, pet pig, died. She said a day short of his fourth birthday. And pigs live usually to be between 10 and 20. If you don't you know, turn them into bacon before that. But too bad for Larry Steve. And yes, 100%. If they call up Finn. That he needs to be on on uh, SmackDown, not Raw. For God's sake, not Raw. If he's on SmackDown, he needs to work with Roman. He needs to be put right back in that picture. If he gets called up to Raw, he's the as soon as he shows up on Raw, he's the guy who's facing Bobby Lashley. I don't want him on Raw. Raw's a he's a that's a dumpster fire. 
But as soon as he shows up on either Raw or SmackDown, he is the guy positioned to to face Roman or Bobby Lashley or this entire Finn to NXT experiment has been an entire has been a huge failure. It's 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 got to be. It's just it's just got to be. All right, everybody, we've gone a little uh, long on this uh, podcast, but you know there was so much to talk about. Um. Yeah, there's there, NXT is 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 back, baby. It's it's um, they've they've got some more work to do. They're in a, a really great position with a lot of really great people. Um, and and maybe they'll start after in your house. They'll start really spending time building feuds towards something. Um, it is. I love San Jose Escobar, and I'm not again. Give me all of Bronson Reed and, and San Jose Escobar. Him just walking out and declaring, "I am the next contender for the North American Championship," just seems like that's that's main roster shit right there. You don't need to do that. You can have them um, start an actual feud as opposed to just like, "I shall be your next challenger." Ryan uh, Rhoda says, uh, Finn as a mystery entrant in the Money in the Bank and wins it. It's possible. It's possible. Um, it all depends on what they want, they want to do. with that. The Money in the Bank thing could be... <sighs> Money in the Bank has, has, needs... They need to really do something with that because it's not... Has not been good recently. I'll say that. Everybody, um, please, if you have not, subscribe to Fightful Select because you will get me there... Uh, in very soon talking about Raw and what a dumpster fire it was last night um, and how I hate it. Uh, I'll be doing that on Five Select, uh, the Sour Grap Show. Um, uh, there's no AEW tomorrow night because the NBA playoffs. The show, AEW, is on Friday night after SmackDown and after AEW, I will be on this channel, hosting a recap of that, uh, the go-home show for AEW uh, for Double or Nothing. Because Sean is going to be at Double or Nothing. Uh, So, yeah, you you, you get lots of me this week. Hope you're happy. Uh, I've been uh, Alex Belowski. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. Um, Thanks for being here (laughs) NXT is back baby enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with BetMGM at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 
Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.